Welcome to AHE Express on the Go, brought to you by the Association for the Healthcare Environment, a professional membership group of the American Hospital Association. Today's podcast features Elix Sanchez, Director of Environmental Services and Sustainability at Texas Children's Hospital. Mr. Sanchez discusses his firsthand experience with Hurricane Harvey and the evolving role of environmental services while responding and recovering from emergency events. Please welcome Elix Sanchez. Hello, my name is Elix Sanchez. I'm the Director of Environmental Services and Sustainability at Texas Children's Hospital in Houston, Texas. I'm going to speak to you a little bit about hurricane preparedness and hurricane rideout. Uh, my position is Chief of the Logistics Command Center and the Incident Command Structure. I'm responsible for environmental services, for engineering, uh, materials management, IS, food and nutrition, as well as security. Uh, being part of logistics, our job is to prepare the facility, and we do that in several different ways. One is we, uh, we have flood doors to help prevent flood mitigation, which we exercise before the event. And we'll start this out at least 72 hours in advance. We have all our generators topped off for fuel. We have all, our, all of our waste removed, everything from solid to hazardous to regulated medical waste because we know we, start to, we will start to fill up and we we're not going to get any support for at least a day or two after the event. We also ask for all supplies to be brought in from food and nutrition, from materials, anything that could help us for the next roughly three days. Lo and behold, on August 26th came Harvey, the most unexpected event as hurricanes go. We've been through many hurricanes. I've been through Ike, through Rita. I went through the Tropical Storm Allison. But Harvey presented a whole set of different problems. Harvey stuck around and didn't leave for a while. We were basically in rideout for five days. Probably one of the most difficult five days I've ever experienced in any type of emergency management position. Um, we were starting to run out of supplies. Uh, at the rideout, my responsibility, first thing was to lock up the facility, keep flood out. So we have a lot of flood doors, well over 40 of them that we lock and seal so that no water gets into the facility. And then it's a matter of preparing some of the facility for people to stay over. We have a clinical building that, has, that will sleep about 800 people. Uh, and then we'll turn that 800 every 12 hours as the other shifts sleeps. And those are for nurses and for support staff, for docs, uh, for just general support staff and clinical staff. Uh, it takes us about eight hours to 10 hours to prep the facility and get it ready. And that's with nothing else going on but preparing for this. Um, we have a neonative intensive care unit that we have to protect. It's a stand and defend at all times for that facility. These are babies that are less than 1,000 grams. They have nowhere to go, especially when you got a hurricane coming. We can't risk them being moved. Streets around us were completely flooded, so nobody could get in, nobody could get out. Um, we could not get supplies in. We were running low by the third, by the fourth day of medical supplies, as well as food and linens, uh, including scrubs. So at that point, we had to start rationing uh, very strict rationing uh, requirements for us to be able to do this. We asked our patients if we 
didn't have to change their linens if we didn't have to or if they felt that we were comfortable with it. So we, that's what we did. Um, it was a very difficult time. I was able to make arrangements for our medical supplies to be flown in from our hospital in the north and with the woodlands. It was one of the most beautiful sights to see that medication come in. Uh, it had to be during the day because they can only land during the day in a civilian um, heliport, which we did a couple of blocks away. That, was a, that would be able to sustain us for at least another week, at which time then, by the end of the fifth day, some trucks were starting to get in from, for food supplies. Um, at that point, we also started getting calls from local vendors, like just sandwich shops who were willing to offer to, to send us 1,200 sandwiches, 500, not just for the family, but for the staff that was here, which was a big help. Our food and nutrition department did a great job of managing the last couple of days. Uh, it was a difficult time. It was hard to sleep there. Uh, many of us slept on cots. Uh, first two days is okay. By the third and fourth and fifth day, not so much. You're on, you're on 12 and you're off 12 and you try to sleep in that 12 hours, but on a cot, you're gonna get three to four hours of sleep. It was very, very difficult. It was an endurance test. It was one that I felt very proud of my staff. They were tough, they were genuine, and very short-staffed. But it was so important that we take care of our patients and our babies. That's the best part of our job, is when this is all over and you walk the facility and you realize we had very, very limited damage due to the flood mitigation program we have. But you see a lot of kids running around who are happy, safe. Um, many of them from the Houston era and didn't know what they were gonna go home to, but knew they could stay with us for a little while longer if need be. We offered many patient families the ability to stay in the hospital for an extra day or two until they could find a, a good secure way home. Uh, many, many areas in the Houston area were flooded. Um, I will tell you that it wasn't until probably four days after Harvey left that the last patient who stayed over finally left our hospital. Emergency management is a honor to be a part of the committee. I enjoy being a part of the incident command uh, structure and I recommend any environmental service person to jump in when asked and participate. The rewards are high, but the stress will only challenge you and make you stronger. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to AHE Express on the Go and visit learning.ahe.org for video podcasts and other free education opportunities.